Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss a new series that debuted on HBO Max or HBO, depending on where you ingest it. The Last of Us, which is a post-apocalyptic drama television series created by Craig Mazine and Neil Druckmann. Craig Mazine has quite a track record. He's worked on Scary Movie 3 and 4, Identity Thief, as well as two sequels in the Hangover trilogy. He sounds like he does more comedy, but he has been named as a co-creator. It looks like, because uh, this is based on a video game of the same name. And yeah, he's co-creator and co-writer as well as now. I'm not sure that's the same on the video game. I think Neil just focused on the video game. If I'm reading this correctly, I don't know anything about the video game. I don't play video games. <laughs> the last the last uh, console, is it called console now? Co- console, there we go. The last console I had was a, a uh, actually I think I still have it. One of those Nintendos, Nintendos. Yeah, I got one of those because I know Duck Hunt is somewhere and so is Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> but I don't even go on and play anymore because it's just not the same. It's not, I, I tried to, get into it but instead i got into makai monkeys so there you are it is developed by naughty dog which sounds like a porn company neil and craig join executive producers carolyn strauss rose lamb evan wells carter swan and asad kizbash kizobash i think i got that right the second time produced by greg spence cecil o'connor with them filming there's a lot of filming going on in canada i don't know what kind of tax break is going on up there but uh definitely have seen that in ireland a lot more since i started paying attention to things such as that our main cast include pedro pascal as joel he's also the Mandalorian, which season three should be coming out soon. Bella Ramsey as Ellie. She played, uh, oh, the Mormon. Am I saying the right? Mormont in Game of Thrones. I love her. Oh, yeah. It says it right here. <laughs> Recurring is Gabriel Luna as Tommy. Anna Torv as Tess. Guest is Nico Parker as Sarah. She was in something else on HBO. I think the last three days or something like that. Um, but she's also and looks the spitting image of her mother, Tandeway Newton. That's her daughter. John Hanna as Dr. Newman. Merle Dandridge as Marlene. Josh Brenner I suppose I'm supposed to care about the talk talk show host from 1968. (laughs) But I'm already down on this road, so we're going to keep going. (laughs) 
Brandon or Brendan Fletcher is Robert. Murray Bartlett as Frank. Nick Offerman as Bill. Melanie Lisinski as Kathleen. Lamar Johnson as Henry. Graham Green as Marlon. Elaine Miles as Florence. Storm Reed as Riley. I know that name from from uh, another HBO series, Euphoria. Scott Shepard as David. Troy Baker as James. Jeffrey Pierce as Perry. Ashley Johnson as Anna. And Rotina Wesley as Maria. I don't know who any of these people are. I just know they were on the roster to be given credit. So I'm going to give credit what credit's due. It looks like this series is going to be nine episodes long. And it premiered January 15th of 2023. Now that I've given credit where credit's due, let's jump into the recap. Welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. And we can read it in the feedback section. We begin our story in 1968 with Dr. Newman educating folks about the prospect of a pandemic. Well, his co-guest was. That actor was in Helsing on Sci-Fi. Good to see he's still getting work. Things people always find laughable in the past, but end up being accurate only because intelligence and politics haven't caught up (laughs) with doing the right thing (laughs) in the future, which is fucked up because in 1968, while they're laughing about the spread of pandemics on planes, Americans were kept out of the knowledge that there had already been a significant one called the Spanish flu. And yeah, it didn't just kill Spanish people. Dr. Newman thinks humanity can overcome anything like viruses or pandemics, but the true threat isn't bacteria or viruses, but fungi who don't seek to kill, but control. Fungus can alter our minds, something it's seen to do in in nature, then begins to feast on the host inside of the host to sustain itself, keeping it alive by preventing decomposition. What did he say? This went from, that's interesting to, hold on. (laughs) Is anyone doing some research on this shit somewhere? I think we need to get behind this. We are on top of all other threats that seem far more unlikely from space currently. Can we get on things in our environment that might fuck us up? Now, I worry about this show because there are some out there that might hear the word pandemic and start, you know, PTSD and out. And part of that is certainly understandable if that is if you went through something quite traumatic during that time frame and it does bring about those emotions. Certainly, it's a choice. TV is a choice. Everything you watch on television, a choice. Uh, It is not up to producers and people to stop doing the things that they do writing the the things about that they were writing about before a pandemic happened uh the most recent pandemic is not the you know it's not the only one 
<laughs> you can't stay in a stuck mode and, and keep a, a red tape up on certain subject matters just because it makes people uncomfortable. I'm not of that opinion. And it's why Utopia got canceled. And I'm still pissed about that to this day. To this day. But I did hear a little chatter about that only because it popped up in an article as soon as I typed in last of us and I'm like I feel like some people though bring up things just to bring up shit you know you know just just because it needs it can be stated it should be stated and I don't think in this case there should be given this is based on a fucking video game uh I don't know when the video game was created but it was after 1918 so Hopefully none of the hysterics start jumping on that bandwagon is all I got to say about that. But as Dr. Newman continues to talk, things get a little bit more ominous as he, you know, is first talking about a rather absurd idea. Fungus? What do you mean? That can never happen. It needs to be 94 degrees. Uh, so it seems like a ridiculous idea that it could happen to humans. But... Then there's the the hot topic, climate change. <laughs> I knew it was coming the minute they said the temperature at 94 degrees. I'm like, ah, ah, what if the earth warms up? And that's exactly what he says. But all species, yes, he's correct, would evolve based on their environments. But we have been and continue to. Uh, not just something that happened two million years ago, but something that is progressively continuing now. We're mutations. And the quicker you get behind that idea, the more you will be, won't be surprised too many years in the future, which I do feel like we are. We're, uh, there's definitely been hella attempts, particularly in the last 40, 50 years to try to drag us back. But I don't think that that's, uh, that's not going to be feasible. Not much longer as the demographics simply are just not in their favor for the conservatives. However, it's, it's, it's pretty frightening, you know, to think in two million years, what we consider human is not going to look like a human. And that could be based on environmental factors or worse, traumatic, uh, you know, traumatic events like a pandemic which again might might make some who are uncomfortable with that idea recently having went through it certainly respect that you turn it off but also respect that the conversation is going to happen their only goal is to spread and infect he says every human until game over if you're feeling suicidal you've come to the right place i would have been looking at the program like i thought this was supposed to be about <laughs> bacteria <laughs> and the safety of air travel in 2003 austin texas or did i see tennessee no it's got to be texas right <laughs> don't shame me on my geography failure i'm right with them at the table talking about where's uh what did they even say <laughs> and it was the capital of indonesia and it still didn't retain Karagat or something like that. Sarah wakes her father, who sleeps through his alarm, makes him breakfast for his birthday. 
Make sure he is getting his vitamins C and that important D. <laughs> She's like, where's the pancakes? She said he was going to get some pancakes and I wanted to make them for your birthday. They're joined by his brother, Tommy, who, after he says the work a double, asks him to support him telling his daughter <laughs> that they'll work until nine. He's like, yeah. My detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> Apparently, Joel is not very reliable. He is a contractor. He seems very good at his job, but he is someone that it feels as if life has taught him to be tough. And that is how he moves forward. He's the provider and he doesn't necessarily take care of himself, but he could be a little negligent when it comes to taking care of his daughter, not in the sense of he's emotionally and neglecting her in any way, but there is a moment where in this episode <laughs> where I question uh, his actions. He also promises to bring back a cake. She says, I'm still eating my eggshells when he tells her, let's go. Before she leaves, she steals $60 and his watch. Before joining dad and uncle outside, and he not only threw her under the bus, but reversed and ran her back the fuck over when it came to going to the Adlers after school. Talking about uh, she can be there all the time you want her to be. <laughs> it's like, you want some of these biscuits? No, I'm on Atkins. I'm on anything to avoid those dry ass scones. Can't tell you how excited I was to listen to that fucking conversation. Same, Tommy, same. In class, there's a picture of Bush and I literally had nostalgia. Like, oh, simpler times. After school, she catches the RTA or whatever your city calls public transportation downtown into the city. She goes to a watch repair shop who charges very little for such a simple repair. All day, apparently, SWAT and other police and fire squads have been busy with his daughter coming out quickly to tell the customer that the shop is closing. At least he was done and wrapped it up like, damn, girl, you couldn't even let me help her out. It's going to take me five minutes. That's the thing, though. Black and brown people always run first and ask questions later. You ever drop a firework out of nowhere in a crowd and suddenly all people of color are Hussein Bolt? Let up, bitch! Get fucked! It'll be always be that friend that you invited to the barbecue <laughs> or the event that day that's standing there like, what happened? Where did that come from? What is that sound? <laughs> Everybody else is down the damn street. She then journeys to Mrs. Adler's who thinks people should just Get right with Jesus on a daily basis instead of being informed of what could possibly be going on out in them streets. But when she said we making raisin cookies instead of chocolate chip, I felt Sarah's face. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. I don't know why I talked to her. She is deaf. I laughed so hard when she said that. <laughs> Very personable script. 
While Mrs. Adler is in the next room, she looks at the DVDs, Sarah that is, not noticing whatever the freaky fuck is going on with Grandma. When she twitched and then her mouth opened, nobody told me this show was scurry. Because that was some scurry shit. When Sarah leaves, she notices Mercy whimpering at her owner. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. I really like the lighting of the outdoor shot. Very often they fuck this shit up all the time when it comes to (laughs) dust type settings. So it was perfect when she went through the sprinklers because she's got that increasing sense of foreboding that something is wrong. It's beginning to settle in as she sees all these jets flying around overhead. She heard things on the radio. Everyone that should be informed or in tune to what is happening unfortunately in her life is not attuned and thus all she has is this feeling because she's still just a kid waiting for the adults to be adulting even though she feels far more mature than she should be or have to be at such an age not in a particularly harmful way when I say that but I do think that if you're of a certain social status or color grew up under hateful parents the scenarios are endless that you grow up too quickly there isn't much privilege in a lot of people's childhoods that go through that versus that that large group of the of the demographic that don't can do stupid shit like uh talk to their parents like i'm gonna have my nintendo and then they just throw it out the fucking window i'm like you better sell that just go throw it out the window which is waste your money if you want to teach him a lesson take it from him and then pawn it and get some of your money back and then not only that treat yourself to dinner y'all be doing it wrong y'all just throwing a tantrum just like them i hate those videos <laughs> where the kids like obsessed with their video game system so the parents are like breaking it and shit i'm like you're just or their phone like you're just being a childish just as childish as they are this is the the blind leading the blind you have control <laughs> start acting like it on the news we hear there have been violent clashes why do they always blame it on a street drug or drugs at all <laughs> you remember that guy that bit that one guy's face off and they're like oh no he was on bath salts and they actually did a tox green and he ain't had nothing in his system but marijuana <laughs> and despite what they would love to everyone to believe marijuana ain't gonna make you go crazy there might have been some i don't know issues in the past and you know people just was like that's just that's just joey that's how he be you know knowing one day he's gonna spaz the fuck out you know but no one ever hears the second part of the story they only hear the inflated first version of events there's been a quite other there was that one kid who like attacked I remember that story. He in jail right now. He just, nobody knew what was wrong. Well, no, actually, a lot of people knew something was the fuck wrong with him and they didn't get him any help. And then he thought he was a werewolf and bit, bit two people's fucking face or necks off. Just murdered them in the garage. They didn't do nothing. Didn't even look at him wrong. Just happened. He's on drugs. The subtle hint of her anxiety as she locked the door for once, something she is often forgetful about when dad come home was a a nice touch 
Dad coming home hopper style, sans cake, and one hour later. Nigga, you gotta be ashamed of yourself, nigga. Real talk. You gotta be ashamed of yourself. All as you is. She is an honest thief. She stole the $60 and put the change back to get it fixed, his watch, as a gift for himself because he was never gonna do it for himself. Such a thoughtful thing. And she got him his favorite movie. So much done with so little. Kids are precious. That's why I support the death penalty if anyone harms one. All she wanted was to fall asleep with her old man happy and content and not having the stress of the world on his shoulders. Tommy calls his brother later as despite stepping in to defend a waitress, he's the one that's arrested. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I was just watching CSI Las Vegas and there was a scenario where the son came in to break up the fight, but the cop uh, was hit in the crossfire because instead of going after two of the people that are going after each other, he goes against the, the one larger black man that's standing there that isn't the antagonist in this situation. <laughs> because whenever there's a big black man no matter what the threat is it becomes the threat at 1103 he puts her to bed and at 216 she wakes to thudding and pandemonium outside and he didn't even think to leave a note that's where i was like come on sir there's not one moment in which especially my daughter sleep because sometimes you know she's 13 now (laughs) i'm gonna run down to the gas station that's like five minutes away it'll be 15 minutes I'm gonna leave a note if she sleeps so that when she wakes she's not freaked out and this is before cell phones so there's that too you don't even this is 2022 I don't even send a text I just uh, leave a note the broadcast encouraged those to stay inside so of course like all Carl's girl gonna go outside the damn house she goes to take Mercy home he did not seem like he wanted to go home he said, I want none of that, and I'm going to escape this leash if this is what you're going to try to do to me. I came to you for help. Help me. Help me. Nigga. Girl, I know you didn't watch enough scary movies when a dog don't want to go near their owner or they start not going to where they're supposed to be safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. Follow the dog. They know what the fuck they're do- <laughs> Animals. Dog- <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> not even i'm not even um (laughs) me myself and i are having an inside joke moment (laughs) but of course in sarah's mind she's going to seek out the only adult she knows that she can get some assistance from plus something is clanking inside of the house curious minds need to investigate Nana has taken out both Adlers, probably for talking shit, with something coming out of her mouth that was disgusting before Sarah runs into her father outside, who, after a brief hesitation, clanks her head into the cement and she is dead. I mean, because you know it was already half mush anyway. That lady was like 125 years old and aging continuously in that chair. Denise is told to stay in the house, and her dying words will be, Jesus Christ, Joel. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. He was just trying to be a neighbor too, because I don't feel like Joel right now would ever give anybody a heads up about shit. 
I'm glad Sarah ain't a typical kid and they aren't the idiot parents that's just be like, you don't need to know anything right now. They're like, here's the information we have. We don't know what it is, but it's spreading. It might be a virus. I don't know. But our goal right now is to get to the highway and get the hell out of Dodge. That brief moment she thought she was sick because they had been in the city and he said it spread from the city to try to, you know, make her feel better. But he didn't know that she went into the city. All the acting she was doing... I felt it. I really think that she had a standout performance. The plane's taking off just because everyone is panicking. That feels accurate. I was like, there's going to be a lot of crashes because it's not like those planes can see each other up there. Nope. I don't like to think about when I'm in the sky, how many planes are in the sky, which is why I usually go on a plane very much under the influence of drugs. (laughs) And by drugs, I do mean prescription rx uh oh what is the one i get every time i can't even think of it's not ambient but it fucking knocks you out like it is uh i don't know it's for really bad inside (laughs) so i take two of them and i'm gone oh volume there we go take two of those i'm out because i just i don't want to think about it i saw one chart and it fucked with my life and i don't want to think too much further on it Please cut off more blockades. And I'm guessing as they're, I don't know, are they, I I could not, I will, I don't want to make the assumption, but were they or were they not illegal immigrants? Because they were certainly avoiding the police or trying to, you know, because any other citizen would naturally go towards the police even though we have problems with them, our black asses will go to the people who have the guns versus the people who don't or in the people that are in law and order. We're too indoctrined. Yeah, we might go to, to, to homie's place first and lock up for a few days, but eventually, (laughs) cause I'll tell you right now, you best believe I would not be out in them streets. I would be uh i would have we would have been before this even got dark before shit started even blockading <laughs> while everyone else was thinking about what to do <laughs> we would have been out but i also understand the feeling I, I say that but naturally we just been taught to follow the the people of authority and they seem to be avoiding them so that's the only reason why i had that question in my mind they're going to go north to Mexico, but it only continues to get worse as Sarah wonders aloud if there's anywhere in which to escape from the infection from. Not really something we can answer right now, sweetie. Tommy is clearly the person with a softer heart. When there was a family on the side of the road, he clearly wanted to pick up. And you saw that tear when she realized that her father was going to put her first. Because she was like, we can put him in the back. Oh, we're already driving off. That's some uh, Rick and Michonne goes right there (laughs) maybe if they had a kid they would have (laughs) stopped but we can tell joe is even harder than rick at the beginning of the apocalypse he ain't even lost anything yet uh but tommy he wanted to stop for them he's like there's people in the street i can't just run them over he's like run them over run them over do what needs to be done he just kept giving him crap at the i hate when people do that on the passenger seat so let me drive just let me drive i don't need you to scream in my ear i'm already under a lot of pressure the first person i thought was amazing as we 
go through the chaos. And then that plane came down. Really good sound design if you listen to that with the headphones in. That's the benefit. But then I get to go watch it again on the 4K. <laughs> get both experiences. But that would be enough to likely paralyze me with some kind of fear. If I didn't have my daughter, I think I I would put her first and her survival first because I'd want her to live. But if it was me, just myself and I, well, one, I'd probably be in a hole somewhere. So <laughs> my chances of survival, would, as shitty as that sounds, would increase. But seeing something like that could paralyze me. I'd be pissing my pants with fear and I can understand at those moments and moments like that where you're just like, you know, I'm just going to die right here. It feels more peaceful than what comes next. Sarah's leg is injured and temporarily they are separated from Tommy when a truck rams into their vehicle. So they escape down an alley. They agree to meet by the river. They come across infected with Sarah being carried as they're being chased and that was definitely like what can you do there's nothing you can do i can't stop really quickly and try to bolt that door behind me because it doesn't even seem like this place has locks so and you just kept going into every place where you could not <laughs> lock a door that's horrible until the infected is shot saved they are by an officer or a soldier or so it would seem they seek help. He's like, look, my daughter, she's injured. We're not infected. He gets orders. Clearly, he is shocked to hear such orders, but he clearly continues to say yes, sir, because base basically wants him to kill indiscriminately. And so he fires. While Joe is grazed, unfortunately, the child in his arms takes the bullets that would have impaled him before they roll down a hill. Despite Joel's pleas to Tommy, Sarah ends up dying. This, this, this is not okay. I'm glad they didn't try to make that Hollywood death where, you know, just, just give me these one last, like, if you're a parent, you don't know what the fuck to say. You don't know what to do. You know, it's helpless. You know, you're not going to have that special moment to get the word. She, she's in pain. She's confused and she's scared. That's what a kid would react to. Daddy, what's wrong? <laughs> and she couldn't even speak because she was too injured to do so. And he's just, there's nothing he can do. There's nothing to be done. There's no surgeon. There's no hospital. The world's in chaos. And she just took at least four shots to the back. 2023 Boston, a young girl makes her way to the quarantine zone and is told that she is safe. My detector test determined that was a lie. Later, we see her corpse being thrown in the fire pit, worked by none other than our Joel, who takes any and all scut work, showing her go in in the, you know, and the woman's trying to assure her, you know, oh, we're just keeping you strapped in just to make sure you don't fall out. But the minute I saw a grid, I was like, that usually doesn't, that doesn't mean I'm going to give you some medicine. You're going to be all right. It means that you're infected and we're going to murder you as mercilessly as we can. 
He also happens to be the resident street pharmacist conducting a drug deal with a soldier during an execution via hanging in the square for things such as sneaking in or sneaking out. Pills and bullets are being made at another quarantine zone. And I will tell you this much, having never looked and heard of this entire game before, Last year, I wrote something that had so many similar concepts down to the different like quarantine zones. I wasn't going to call them quarantine zones, but they're different communities. Uh, the drug dealing thing about the pills and bullets that every, that each one would, uh, would control a certain market of the territory, even to the, some of the other aspects they have about the virus and how it spreads and certain things i was like you know this is why i don't like when people be like well you copied after this person's idea or this person's idea ideas are simply out in the universe and they leech off of each other consistently i mean you can read a story on wattpad and and simply uh i don't know take it and reincorporate it at its own but leaving some elements the is still the same or if you watch the zombie show in the last 10 years which I, I think a lot of us probably here have watched the walking dead you know you've you've played in your mind with the ideas of how you would have liked to tweak those things that's just how ideas work so the idea or yeah that's true just a lot of the same word <laughs> wordplay here that people would simply copy or mooch off of someone's work it's like well that's also an inevitability i mean you could only make so many of the same fucking stories it's just how well you construct them and put those mainly not the ideas the abstract ideas but the the characters together building the world that's not unfamiliar but certainly has some differences and adding a different layer They plan to escape, it would seem, with the soldier warning Joel to stay off the streets at night as the guys are jumpy with lack of sleep and paranoia now that the Fireflies, which is a rebel group, have killed two of their own. Was all them pills not Oxy? Because I saw some mishaps. I thought some misshapen ones. I thought surely when he saw him at the end of this episode, he was going to like, you fucked me over and gave me half sugar pills. (laughs) that i thought were oxy i don't know why did he want the bag back is he recycling these are the questions that i have there is writing on the wall that says while lost in the darkness look for the light but one could also say uh, just to the darkness robert holds tess uh she looks so much better than she did in mind hunters i just want to tell you the actress she was also in fringe they hold her hostage, wanting not to kill her, but also not to release her until she gives her word that she will not seek revenge for him ripping her off of a battery that he sold to someone else. His guys hitting her was just a misunderstanding. I suppose teenagers born and never born with manners like they don't, <laughs> which that probably was true if you're born after the fact of all of this you're probably not going to have a lot of control over your emotions 
and he should just discipline them. But before she could drink her ruined week and face off and explosion kills all except it would, it turns out was Robert. Cause that was the drops of blood she was following who escapes. So does she in the middle of a shootout between the fireflies and the Fedra. She ends up surrendering to the Fedra, but what did she suspect was going to happen, but be arrested? <laughs> you're, you're in the middle of a firefight and there's a radio announcement that says, get off the streets and you're just casually walking around. Everyone else is, had already done what they supposed to. Yeah, you're going to be held for 24 hours. We meet Ellie, who is briskly questioned by a medic. And none too happy about it being chained to a radiator in the Fireflies camp. For smokes, Joel is able to cut the communications line, which can send messages via the tower. But the operator hasn't heard a message from Tommy in weeks. He wants to be shown how to get to the tower, which is in Wyoming. And while he is capable and warned of the danger such as slavers, raiders. Damn, I had, that's, those are the two ideas I had. I was like, cannibals, all of this. Uh, But these are all the things that would be, right? (laughs) These are all the things that continue to exist, guys. (laughs) Uh, It's just a lot more transparent when it's the apocalypse. This only confirms his brother must not be okay. Over continuous shots of liquor and some pills, Joe learns his course before passing out. Sometime later, Tess joins him. In the morning, she admits the situation and that she very much wants him to hurt Robert. She feels as if she has, because she even said he listens to me. I think that he is a, he's someone who's got a lot going on and she, she keeps him pretty leashed. Back at the Firefly base, Marlene, their commander, when questioned, is told to tell Kim to tell her people to follow fucking orders. But once alone with Kim, admits that her strategy feels random. It is not. We also learned that the Fireflies are trying to fight for the reemergence of democracy. They have been distracting the Fedra at these seemingly random targets so that they will not be focused on The fact that they are preparing to move out of the quarantine zone tonight. Not because, well, yes, because they are losing the war, but not because they're giving up. The tides have changed. After reading something on a scrap of paper, Kim is convinced to shut the fuck up and follow orders as well. When Joel is attempted to be recruited by a firefly later on with the opening of When Lost in the Darkness, he tells him to move on. Locating where Robert is pawning off their battery, both he and Tess plan to ambush him. Marlene approaches Veronica, giving her back her backpack and her knife, which feels very much like a security blanket. Before unlocking her, turns out her real name is Ellie and that Marlene is the one that placed her in Fedra for her protection once someone named Riley died. Are you my mom or something? Do I look like your mother? No, you do not. (laughs) I found that interaction pretty humorous. 
She says, look, I got to tell you something, but if you tell another soul, it will assure your death. They come across an infected at its final stage, both Joel and Tess, while they are going through the tunnels. And then on to the deal that has gone bad between Robert once again. I'm very greedy. You are dead, dead, dead. You are dead, dead, dead. Thought you were hot. Guess what? You're not. You are dead, dead, dead. He clearly did not learn a life lesson after merely escaping death. Barely. Not merely. Barely escaping death (laughs) two hours ago. Marlene and Joel have history due to the fact that Tommy is a rebel and a part of the Fireflies. She's the one that convinced him to switch sides to Joel's displeasement. And since she knows about the missing Tommy, she offers them supplies. If they get Ellie to the old state house, seeing as Marlene is injured. And what does she tell Kim? You don't have a fucking ear. She knows what the two of them are capable of. Ellie said, what are they capable of? Because you're telling me to go with them. The whole knife, he was not going to let that girl get the knife back. Like, I don't care if you could possibly not be a threat. I consider you a fucking threat. Joe is asked not to fuck this up with neither knowing what is so special about Ellie, only that she's cargo. They take her to their apartment where she overhears their plan and a mention of Bill and Frank. He is told to stay with the kid. She wants to know what 80s music means. And when he wakes, she fools him into revealing 80s music means trouble when she looks at the code book. She admits to never being beyond the wall, but he assures her they are capable. Every time Joel sleeps, he asks, well, what's the deal with her? They're like some you know rich person's daughter she's like yeah something like that every time joel sleeps though he hears his daughter's last breaths i thought that was a nice touch tess shows back up and tells them it's time to go joel was warned that them streets was on fire very recently and there it is the soldier himself planning to take their entire profit when he busts them out after curfew However, he decides to check for infection and Ellie is red. But before he announces that she hits him, it can't be fixed. Joel sees red when he beat that man to death. Daddy chill. My guess is this is not the first soldier that Joel has murdered (laughs) in the last 23 years. He might have a body count by now. That repressed rage ain't no joke and is only new to Ellie. Just as new as being outside the wall. That was cute when she was like, we're finally out. Then, oh shit, I'm supposed to be being serious. Ellie pleads with Tess that she will not turn. She promises that her bite is weak so, but now at least it makes sense why she is such a high value. And uh, getting them to where there's going to be some backup is the best they can do. So she says, let's go. She tells Joel, who hastily comes back to the land of the living to help continue with their escape. Back at their apartment, the radio finally does come on. Playing Depeche Mode, never let me down again as the trio head out into the city and we get one 
illuminated shot, which I did think was a nicely done <laughs> uh, cinematography there, showing a building half, half collapsed onto the other one, which I'm guessing is the old house that is their destination. So very excited to see where this series brings us. Uh, what kind of things they do. It's been a while since we had, it's not really a zombie show. So there's that. I like that aspect of it. I do think we can move a little bit past just it being straight up zombies, uh, adding a little different twist to that. I gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. I thought it was very strongly acted. I thought the music choices were great. I thought the cinematography was great. I did not... I don't think I gave credit to who wrote this episode. I believe it was, yeah, Craig and Neil and Craig directed. So very solid premiere. We do have feedback. So let's hop into the mailbag. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for The Last of Us um, season premiere. Yeah, so let's just get it out there. You know, my usual um, disclaimer (laughs) when I'm starting a new show that has um, history or whatever, comic books, video games, whatever the case may be, I know nothing. I'm going to this blind. The only thing I do know is that it's based on an adaptation of a video game. And yeah, that's it. Don't play video games. So <laughs> uh, I got nothing. Um, so, um, well, uh, I did enjoy this episode. I just, again, was didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what what's the that happened and I was like is this another zombie type thing and kind of was sort of kind of but yeah like a zombie apocalyptic type situation I mean obviously the title gives it away a bit the last of us but still um and I remember somewhat about the trailer I can I mean it's been a month or two since I watched that trailer so I don't even remember that really so but um, but yes, this, you know, and this one hit me in the fields early. And when you can hit somebody in the fields in the first episode, they, that means I, I, I gotta, I gotta hand it to you. gotta applaud you because Sarah dying was not seeing that coming. I, I was like, and she was frustrating me too. Cause I mean, I thought she was going to die on a couple occasions. And so I was like, surely she's not going to die. This is, you know, I mean, they're the main characters, right? Because, you know, we see her dad and her and Tommy. And so I'm thinking they're the main characters. Um, Because, again, I don't remember about the trailer. So I'm like, was she in the trailer? (laughs) I don't even remember. Um, So, yeah, seeing, I was like, damn. They just, they were just, that soldier was going to put them down like a dog. Like, they don't even care. It's like, why are you shooting them? I mean, I didn't even, as I get there, there's, there's high stakes and there's so much chaos going on, but, um, yeah, I don't know. They always depict the military a certain way. Sometimes it's like, shoot, 
first, ask questions later. It's like, really? Um, but those were their orders. And so, and this movie, I mean movie, this series. So that's what happened. And I'm guessing that's what happened in the game. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was sad, Joel. I mean, at first I was like, you know, I felt like, you know, because of how they portrayed them in the beginning, Joel and Sarah, it's like, is that her uncle? Is that her dad? Is she adopted? <laughs> like, because they weren't acting like father, daughter originally. Um, but then again, you know, I feel like she had to grow up real fast. Um, don't know what happened with mom. Um, so she's kind of like that kind of a caregiver's parentified role. Um, so taking care of her dad, which I thought was cute, um, thought she was cute. So I was very upset that she was only in the episode for half of it and she wasn't going to be a part of what's going to happen going forward. But we did get introduced to, um, Ellie. Um, so I guess she is immune um, we find that out at the end that she got bitten or something and nothing happened to her. She didn't turn. So she has, she's the key. Uh, it's always that part. And it just reminds me of, um, no, nope, no, nope, can't think about it. Can't think about that. That show can't think about it anyway. Um, but yeah, she's the key to a cure. Um, I pretty much figured that out even before that, you know, why else would they be going out of their way? Um, to <laughs> save her and do what they need for her. So Ellie is the key to getting rid of this fungi infection that turns people into zombies. Um, and so there's that. And we see the aftermath. Um, of course, we got Tommy, who for some reason is missing, that um we're going to get some story behind that as we go along um we see that they're in this little quarantine town and they're doing they're definitely doing their what is that called uh what, uh brand of justice i don't i remember what it's called so they've provided their own military the the what did they call it the fedra um military they you know, of course, it always it doesn't matter what is going on in society. And somebody's going to make a military, a militia or whatever the case may be to, uh, quote unquote, bring about um, law and order um, to whatever society. And then they just judge, jury and executioner, apparently, which was sad. You go outside the thing. Why anyone would go? I mean, I guess curiosity to see what's out there. Um, and if you go out there, you get infected. But I'm like, wouldn't that just, you know, why can't you just, if they go out there and come back, why can't you just do like you did with the boy? Check them out to see if they're infected. Like, you gotta, oh, you went out above, the, beyond, I guess, because again, law and order, they want to make sure, keep it to where people are afraid to go out. Uh, outside the walls so I guess that makes sense I mean to them um to keep it uh contained um because if they didn't do that I'm sure more people would attempt to go outside the wall uh I don't know how many especially when I don't think there's that many curious people in the world <laughs> that want to 
venture out there to see what's out there. Um, but there are sure, I'm sure there are some, and I don't think there's a, that's a necessarily a bad thing to want to see what's out there to know what, where you stand. Like, are you really that isolated or there's others like you or you, but so I get the, I get, um, there's those, that side of it as well. Um, very curious about that little boy, what, what's going on with him. Um, he just showed up randomly by himself to the village. So, um, they showed that for a reason. And then we got the, oh, what's that girl's name? The one that was, you know, protecting Ellie, um, that knew about Ellie, the one that put her in the, in the federal camp. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, to be raised. And so I'm sure that'll come in handy, but I'm like, who are her parents? That's the question of the day. Um, so, and who is that woman's relation to her? Like, what is, was she best friends with their parents? So obviously we'll hopefully learn more about all of that as we continue to watch. I don't know how many episodes this is, but you'll be pointing all that out when you give you a breakdown of the series. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm just, just going over the highlights. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of this zombie type shows, but it wasn't too bad. The gore wasn't, was to a minimum. So at least in this first episode, so I'm not gonna, oh yeah, that grandmother. Oh my gosh. When she was behind, um, Sarah, <laughs> the, the, the old lady, I, that's what, that's another time I thought she was going to die. And then when she was like going in the house to like find out what's going on, I'm like, girl, if you don't get your butt back in the house, why are you going? That's definitely not the, the black part of you, ma'am. Cause there is no way that I would be, first of all, going in the house. Secondly, calling for the person like if it's an intruder or whatever why are you calling out the person's name if you're hearing noises and they're not responding back that's the signal to get the hell out of dodge not to keep looking (laughs) but yeah she was doing quite a bit of that just you know there's been a few times in this episode i'm like girl can you stop (laughs) and so but again and then she died when i least expect her to die like the other time like oh gosh she's in for she's done for um so yeah but I'm very curious about this one um and very interested to step into this and see where it takes us so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode i miss you it was, uh, you crawled into your, your tiny cubby hole and didn't come out for a while, but I'm glad you're back <laughs> to the land of the social. I also know that feeling though. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been a struggle for me too. It's been a struggle. We're in the same boat though on this show. I don't know anything about it. I don't play video games. I don't know. I, I got, I got nothing for you other than what I gave you at the top of the hour. So we, we going to be chugging along the same ride confused now i will say i did see sarah's death coming only because halfway through the episode or not halfway through about 20 to 25 minutes i realized we were getting first person and that's just a good way to they were focusing way too heavily on her and not joel's character for me to start to get suspicious like they about to break my heart aren't they (laughs) i was still surprised but it was more like 
I was only a few heartbeats ahead of the show uh, as far as uh, that being the cause. I will say that is a question I always wonder. Does the chain of command continue even if the commands become immoralistic? That's not, is that a word? I don't know. But <laughs> at least I'm not about to try to figure out right now. Because I, I, when I think of the, like the, um, there was a lot of talk like during the protests about the National Guard. Like, why shouldn't they just turn on the, the people and join us? And maybe in 1920 to 30s to the, even the 50s, because, you know, that's very common in socialist republics, uh, that might have been a thing. But I, I'm really not sure because now the way in which it's been explained to me that basically they can be just as shot and, you know, that they can get very, pretty severe consequences at breaking the chain of command and possibly even thinking to have sided with the protesters at that time. So I, I, I really do question that. I wonder you having the military background, would people be more uh, stuck in, at least for the in the immediate aftermath of, okay, this is the orders, it's fucked up, but I guess that's the orders, and you know it's wrong, versus, you know, because um, on one hand, I do want to be like, man, it's really messy, but he's like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know what's going on, I don't have the answers, I know I'm just responsible for keeping order, does one feel safer in that mentality, and just trust that their government isn't fucking them over. But how many times has one government fucked them over to know that you might have to still retain part of your own your own agency there? So I thought that's an interesting question you brought up um, about the portrayal. Dude, that was my direct premise. Um, thinking about the, the 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 one that was infected but survived the infection. Yeah, y'all, y'all I don't know if you ever read it. I think Mimi did. <laughs> I don't think you ever read the little, uh, I think it was called Pray Within Follower. Something like that to the effect. It's still in my, in my backdrop. But man, just, it, it's pretty much everything I was, uh, but that's always the case. Like you said, they always have the one person that's special about them. Uh, I would say militias have been happening since society's been created. So no, I don't see us back, back going backwards on that. Anytime there's something that needs to be protected from others, you know, there hasn't been a time since hunting gathering since that's in, and look how far, look how far we've come from that. I, you know, I'm kind of with the curfew thing though. I will say it's harsh. I don't think they should be hung for such a thing, but I do on the, I'm, I'm on both sides of, of the coin on this one because if some people are going in and out and you get infected and you don't tell anyone, which you know, I think me and Mimi said the same thing. Yeah, there would be bitch ass people that would be infected when we were talking about, was you talking about 1899? Is that what you did not want to bring up? Because you're still mad about that. We all are. Um, that there would be people that wouldn't say anything. That would like they were having that conversation of, did he get infected and then come down here? You know, so you have unaccounted people so yeah, of course you're going to make that on pain of death because what other thing is going to get people to hesitate? Um, you know, oh, you're going to be put in jail. Well, that might seem like a reasonable versus, and the consequences are so high and all you need is one outbreak and then they infect their family members and then everyone's, everyone's survival is compromised just because you wanted to sneak in and out and smuggling also the same with militias, I feel is a commonality. <laughs> 
<laughs> like with the the belt. If you ever read the Expanse books, but you, you've read some of them, you know, it doesn't matter. They go to a fucking whole solar systems and smuggling is still a thing because there are always going to be people who have and people who need to get and backwards ways in which to get them. Humans being human in or humans being human. Yeah, they're, they're doing the human thing. And I was like, girl, that boy is dead. And it wasn't a boy because I thought it was a girl. <laughs> You're talking about the one, the child in the beginning, though, with the sneakers. And I only knew because I was following the sneakers. They made us look at the sneakers. So I looked at the sneakers and thus. So I was like, huh, that's why I looked at the peel bag. They didn't say anything about it, but they may be giving us an indication that, yeah, he got these pills, but he's definitely swapped some out for some duds. Especially when they give you the pill they want you to sample versus letting you just reach in the bag and find the pill that you want to sample. And to give a little bit more credit, I think uh, she's supposed to, Sarah was supposed to have been 12. I look at my 12 year old and think, hmm, how would you react? I would love to say she would do one thing, but I can also understand her doing something irrational because that's what 12 year old irrational children do. I I know it's so much easier for us to put it in our adult brain because we forget. We forget how dumb we are when we're kids. And yet I, I'm, I'll be watching my kid all day. I'm like, dumb it. Just be doing dumb shit for no reason. <laughs> I love her. And she's a, I would say she's a rather mature child for her age. Uh, everyone says so. But put into a situation that is unknown. Uh, and, you know, you can't blame the child as much as you can blame the parent. Don't leave your babies alone without a goddamn note. That says, or, you know, I guess they can't have an alarm, but that's, that's part of the parent's job is putting them in the right mindset when they need to be in such said mindset. She wakes up, she's confused, she's scared, and she goes to the only people that she knows, even though, yes, yes, I would not have walked out of that damn door either. <laughs> but... Maybe you're thinking, my dad went over there. I'm concerned about him. And this is 1993, so there's no such thing as as cell phones. Well, there was cell phones, but you know what I mean. Like, everybody's got one <laughs> in the family. Hell, my cousin, my uh, my nephews, that's because my mom's cheap, but she, they don't have cell phones, and they're, he's 13, he's four, about to be 14 in school. He is, does not have a cell phone. I think I've rambled enough. If you want to continue in the conversation with us, buckercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling